0: Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste.
1: Well, hello. How are you doing today, Beverly? I'm doing good. How are you, Jenny? I am doing excellent. It has been just the most bright and beautiful day. I'm very happy with my life right now. How? What's the temperature down there? i gonna say it's been in the low 60s to high 50s during the evening and maybe in the 20s at night, but that means starting by about 10 a.m. it's totally livable outside. You can eat outside at a table and everything. It's so nice. How about where you are?
0: It was 71 degrees today. This is Fahrenheit, by the way,
1: of course, people. And it was lovely. That sounds amazing. We haven't quite got there very consistently yet, but we are moving into that part of the year when we're recording this, where we'll start to see those better temperatures. So that's really
0: nice. Yeah, this is the first day we've had like this. And I think we only have a couple more, but I'm going to enjoy it while I can. Absolutely. So what have you been sewing this week?
1: So I've spent the last week finishing up a lot of my hashtag PF Who Are You challenge items, um, and it's going to be a squeaker. It is really hard to try and fit in as much glorious variety as I would like to in my final makes. So um, just a heads up to begin with, I am gonna I'm gonna name a couple of things that technically I may not have finished sewing, but I swear they'll be done before March is over. So I'm excited about that. But other than that, I made. The Allison Tent Dress by Jay Desiree. Um, This is available on Etsy. We'll give you the link in the show notes, but you can search on Allison Tent Dress. That's two L's for Allison. It is a tent dress. Try not to be surprised based on the name that that's what you're getting out of this. Um, But it is a very full tent dress. I actually sized down slightly, which is not common for me. Um, And it also has so many ruffles, so much ruffling, which meant I had an amazing opportunity to use my mint dental floss to create gathers. I was very excited by this. And it is, it is the very picture of a clown dress. It is bright, beautiful circles on circles on circles with patterning in all the various colors. One could hope for purples, greens, oranges, yellows, pinks, blues, It is. It is amazing. I'm going to wear it out in the world for the first time tomorrow. My office will not know what has hit them. I am so excited by this one. So I recommend that one super highly. Well, that one, I'm interested in that
0: one a lot. I've seen it on a lot of people and I really, really like it. What kind of fabric did you use for it?
1: okay so here's where it gets a little crazy i love ankara fabrics the traditional Mm -hmm. um wax fabrics from uh of several different african countries here's the problem i do not have a local source for these outside of joanne and i'm not um not knocking them but i haven't bought them there and so i buy a lot of mine on the internet and and sometimes the descriptions are distinctly lacking. So this is an Ankara fabric, but it is clearly a significant poly percentage in this fabric. It um, it sounds like a tent, like a tent you camp in, you know, that mm. kind of ripstoppy, nylon-y sounding mm-hmm. sort of fabric, which honestly adds to the charm in this case, because it is such a loud dress, and it is now also a loud dress when you wear it. So I'm very excited by it. But it would not be my ideal future fabric for it. I think if I were to make it again, I'd have ai well, first off, I definitely want one out of a rayon or something like that, where it's a really drapey, drapey feel. Mm-hmm. This one's going to have more of a more body to it. It's going to stand out a little bit more than it will in a drapey fabric, but I think it's, it's got a lot of potential in other things, but in this case, um, just a, a blind internet order of an Ankara fabric that, that went terribly wrong. I wanted to ask you, how much fabric did it take to make? So it took, so the Ankara, when I buy it, I'm almost always getting that six yard length of it that they provide you. And it took almost all of the six yards with a big asterisk. The dress itself probably took three of the yards because it is, as I say, an enormously wide tent, Right. Um, so it probably took all of three yards to do that. The the ruffle is what really did it. There were wow. the the two pieces, the the not wanting to piece them repeatedly, so they have you cut them along the length of the fabric instead of across the grain, uh-huh. and that meant that you used a lot of length, but you had width remaining. So I cut them toward the selvage edges so that. I would have that middle piece left if I wanted to make something else out of it. I'd have the maximum amount of possible fabric for future makes. Although as it turns out, once I realized how ripstoppy nylon-y it was, um, it's, it's going to my daughter, (laughs) But, but if I'd theoretically wanted to use it, I would have had a fair amount of, of middle ground fabric I could have used. I just, I just didn't, um, in this case, uh, And it was it was a little challenging to cut out because for some of those pieces, my cutting table, my mat hasn't arrived and my cutting table is not quite long enough yet for that. I don't have enough cutting surface. So I had to pin some things and then pull it along and then pin some things, um, which was not exactly frustrating, but it's it's, you know, subpar in terms of a cutting experience. Right. So yeah, it was a real simple sew. There was nothing complicated about it. And the mint dental floss worked beautifully um, for all of my gatherings. So I really loved that. The other thing I made this week um, was a pleated Upton skirt, um, this time from a kitty cat canvas that I adore. Um, and then because I loved it, and I'm a batch sewer and I'm definitely going to make more of this because that's the way I operate. I immediately went out and ordered um, a bunch of heavyweight fabrics that I thought would be fun in a pleated upton. So I've got some um, eight whale corduroy coming um, as well as I believe I have a thick ponte coming that I thought might be interesting, even though it's a knit, not necessarily your immediate thought here. Um, I also learned on the upton skirt only. I prefer to cut the waistband one size smaller than technically my waist should be wearing because I like, I like a maxi skirt like that to be very snug at the waistband. Um, so I cut it a little bit smaller and, and I put the zip in,
0: if Did you can you? believe it.
1: I am ashamed to say, I think Beverly, that the biggest disadvantage this podcast is going to have for me is that it is going to make me, through your sheer force of good intentions, a better, more careful sower? Oh. And I, I have never been sadder <laughs> about about a good influence in my life before. But I, I think I basted things. I basted the ruffles this weekend. Wow. I basted them. Oh my! I'm just saying. I'm, I'm heartbroken by this change. I am also heartbroken because in
0: my whole life, I've always been a bad influence. So, (laughs) well, I'm glad it's as painful for you as it is for me. (laughs) So what have you been working on? Well, I made some joggers for Jim and I made some pajamas for myself. Uh, the joggers are, they're okay. But when I asked him about the waistband, we put the elastic in and he says, oh, that's too tight. And so I do it a little looser and then I put it on. He says, this is too loose. I said, you just told me it was too tight before. He says, oh, I forgot that it stretched. So anyway, I mean, that is how elastic works. Um. <laughs> I don't know. So he, um, anyways, he, I put a drawstring in it so he can tie him up. Um and then I made Oh that's ones. so cute. Yeah. Did you do so
1: did you do it? So like sometimes on ready to wear ones, they'll have the elastic and then they'll attach the drawstring so it doesn't go all the way through. It's just part way. Did you go all the way through with the drawstring or did you Oh I went the whole way around. Okay, cool. That's I mean, that is seems more proper to me.
0: Well, it needed to be so that you could pull it in tighter. So I was always gonna Well, push- you had
1: elastic though, still, right? You left elastic in it. Oh,
0: I left elastic in there, but it still needed a a good squeeze on there. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, I like it. That seems like a really good solution. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) I made myself
0: some pajamas and these are a rare big four pattern in that they come in a decent size range. It is the Vogue one six one one which is a sandra Betsina pattern and sandra Betsina patterns are i mean it's a little bit mis mislabeled because it says they're sized for all which there could be no such thing but they do have a nice size range
1: well especially for the big four i've made quite a few sandra Betsina patterns since returning to sewing because while they do stop short of my hip generally speaking, um, they, they tend to have enough ease that I can still accomplish the same look the designer intended, even with the, the slightly smaller range on those hips. So um, so that's pretty nice. I'm, I'm glad you found that one. How did it turn out for you? What'd you do with it? Okay, so the cool thing
0: is it's funny because we were just talking about lining a bodice. I think that's actually the next episode. So here's a <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert people. um, time travel yeah um the but the the bodice is lined it's it's pjs and it's it's just knit pjs but the bodice is lined the way that they they did it and it just it does it has just grown on sleeves very just right to your shoulder and then it's like baby doll style and then the side panels are contrasting color and then there's like I don't know, my mom would call them pedal pushers. They're pants down just below your knees and it has a little- Clam diggers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so comfortable. It is so comfortable and cute. And I really like it and I'll probably make it again. Um, this was just made with some inexpensive brand jersey from Joann's. And and so this is another thing that I did that that's something that you would do. It's color blocking. I um, love it. Are they solid colors, or did you do patterns and colors? Pattern. The it's a pattern, and then the sides are um, are 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 black. So black. The sides I mean, are solid. So I mean. I mean, that's still color blocking. I like it, it. That's really great. And I didn't come up with the color blocking. It comes in the pattern that way. But still, it's it. <laughs> it still is blocking. So
1: no, that's amazing. I love it. And, uh, comfy pajamas are are not to be scoffed at. Yes.
0: And so next up, I still owe Jim his running pants. Um, I could not find a pattern with a decent size range for men's running tights. So I
1: have to ask a question here before you go on. Okay. What the hell are running tights? I mean, if I'm running, something's chasing me, so (laughs) I don't have time to get dressed for it. And I've run, I've run a number of 5Ks, a 10K, and even a half marathon, but frankly, I run them in dresses, <laughs> and so I'm not clear on this concept. Help me understand. Okay.
0: Running tights are just basically like what you'd see for like yoga pants that are um, slim to your legs, but they would be, um, usually you'd have like about at least maybe 12 or 15% Lycra in them. They're very very stretchy. You you wouldn't use any kind of t-shirt stuff, you know. It's like poly lycra.
1: So are they are they really just leggings made out of that athletic stretchy material? Yeah, and they they tend to be
0: um like more compressing, right? That's the point of them is they kind of compress on your legs. So more negative ease, definitely. Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. I think I understand because I would buy compression socks. Like when I did my half marathon, I -hmm. I ran in a dress, but I was obviously wearing compression socks (laughs) because I'm not crazy. Um, Okay, cool. Good to Uh, know. Thank you for that side note so that I could understand what we were making.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I would like to ask if there's anyone in that is listening to this that knows of any decent size range, men's running tights, Jim doesn't need a bigger size range, but I am trying to purchase from people who produce better size range. So if anyone knows about it, but I am going to make some joggers for myself. I love the Arcadia joggers from stitch upon a time, and they come up to a 58 inch hip and it, they are, I think an excellent alternative to the most popular indie joggers, which come up about 12 inches short of that. So Um, I plan to make another one for myself from, I have a black pair now and I'm going to make another one. And then I'm also going to make myself a loose t-shirt using the grainline studio free pattern, the hemlock tee. And I'm doing all that because I'm having a little outpatient surgery this week. And so I want to have some comfy clothes clothes for myself.
1: It's incredibly smart, but I want to make sure that listeners are not concerned. We have kept up the podcasting in advance. You will not miss out just because Beverly has to pause for a moment for some self-care. So be aware of that. Yeah, fear not. <laughs> we, we got to cover <laughs> We know your first thought was for her health, but the second thought surely was, but what happens to the podcast, right? So, right. So, so we're all good.
0: <laughs> so we are recording in early March, and I am so excited that some of the PF Who Are You projects are already rolling in. It's really neat because
1: I'll be honest, we had a whole conversation about what to do if none of them came. And we're like, that's okay. We'll post a bunch about it and we'll bribe someone into doing something. But we didn't even have to resort to bribes. So it's very exciting for us. Thank you all for participating. And we definitely can't wait to see what everyone creates. Okay, so
0: let's discuss some of the makes that people have done for hashtag PF, who are you?
1: Absolutely. And I'd love to start with one of my favorite Instagrammers. Um, Divine Dita has done an amazing post um, with just the most beautiful dress. And uh, I I think she did an awesome job on it. This is a really vibrant uh, pink and black and white dress. And um, the big thing uh, she wanted to share about it is that she's on a quest to embrace more opportunity and make things that make her uncomfortable. And so continue to strive to do more. And I think it's just awesome. She looks glorious and my favorite thing, she's standing in the middle of a road, which is something I also do. Yeah. She so sure way to that. go. Yeah. yeah way she... to go. Nandita. Beautiful <laughs> dress.
0: Um, I really like the um, one by Rhiannon toast. It's a Bakerloo dress in clown fabric. I mean, how great is that?
1: I cannot even understand how amazing that is. I have long been, um, obviously, a very big fa- fan of Rhiannon's as well. And this dress really does seem to embody her. She's also wearing her trademark Lotta clogs, um, which are the, uh, the amazing shoes that she regularly wears, too. Uh, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, another one that I found super appealing is one by uh, Kat, Lean, N-W-C-A-T-T. Oh, may- yes. maybe it's cattle East Northwest. I don't oh. know. I'll be honest. It could go anyway. Um, but yes. it's the Pona jacket and the Glebe pants, yes. um, which, <laughs> which look amazing. They are in a fabric you're fond of, also yes. known as linen. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I really like this one. I think it's a really pulled together look, um, that at the same time has a degree of fun and casualness to it. I like it.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. I have that on my list as well. One of the earliest ones I think was from Canyon Lady 67 and it's with this raw silk material. Oh, it's so beautiful. That jacket
1: and the color blocking plus the additional details, um, just, just perfectly lovely. Um, it's, it's a really neat look and the jacket, I, there's something about the way the front buttons work that just is really intriguing to me because it's got a fairly high neck in the front, the way that it appears. Um, yeah. but it, it makes for a really neat set of accents. I agree completely. Another one that I think is really worth bringing up is uh Renegade Seamstress. One S at the end, not two is in a patchwork rainbow dress that is made with two decades of project scraps, which that is, is fantastic. I don't even have words for it. Um, and it uh, absolutely is amazing. It's just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. So great job. Gorgeous.
0: So uh, Margie makes made a chalk and notch fringe top. I've, I really like that pattern, that chalk and notch fringe. Um, it has a, a nice size range too. And she did that in a nice ditzy floral a navy background on that, I think.
1: Really pretty. Absolutely. That sounds, that's one of those that's very lovely. Also really love uh, fabric scraps entry, which is um, an absolutely fabulous jacket where she used some additional color accent to it that was unexpected because didn't have enough fabric to do the lining of the neckline. And so that got lined in an alternative color that really uh, goes well. And in addition, super big points for matching her background to her jacket perfectly. She's standing in front of um, a mural space that carries through almost all the colors in her garment. It's it's just absolutely wonderful. She does make the, uh, the note about... Um, making the, uh, the jacket a little bit smaller than her size measurements as well, which I think is uh, indicative of how well she knows her body and how she likes things to fit on it as well. It's very cute.
0: It's very cute. I love that. Um, another really uh, nice one that I have down here. Now, this one, this one I know speaks to you. This is from S.E. Raymond Makes, I think. And it is a sequin dress and
1: mask and like a boa it's fabulous this should just be sent directly to me is my feeling on this one it is (laughs) uh amazing it is one of the most beautiful things i've seen and she notes that it speaks to their her willingness to try new things and stretch in creative ways and oh my gosh it totally is plus as i recall this was her um immunization outfit the thing she wore to get um get vaccinated. So oh, I, I thought that was really amazing. I had not thought to dress for this occasion or I would totally, totally have poured myself into something like this. It's yeah. just fabulous. Another one that I'm really fond of is uh, the one that was made by Katie Price. Uh, it features a um, skirt in what to me looks like an aqua or teal colored leopard print, um, as well as a striped t-shirt. And then of oh, course, gosh. a fabulous pink sweater um, because as she notes, there is never enough pink. And I, I 100% agree. I've never thought of myself as a pink person. And yet, I do gravitate towards that color. It's wonderful.
0: Another one that that I saw that I really like is this hoodie from Zippy Electric Machine. And a cool thing about this, I noticed when I was looking through that um, it's got a it's got a nice zipper down the front, which is a really cool thing to have in a hoodie. It's a, a, a nice thicker uh, zipper on it, but I was looking through her hashtags and one of the hashtags she has written is charm city social S E W C I A L and Baltimore is called charm city. So I was curious and I looked and there's a whole bunch of people use that hashtag for Baltimore and I didn't even know about it. So
1: I'm excited to, to dig into that hashtag as well. Wait, wait. So you accidentally learned something from someone's entry into PF, who are you? That's right. That's that's amazing. amazing. Um, Even if we aren't trying to educate people, still the folks who follow us do a good job of educating us. That is really charming. Yes. Another one that's right up my alley is this amazing, um, to me, it looks like a strawberry print dress. The description says it is. So I think it is. Uh, But it's an envelope dress by Sewing with Cats, who has the best Instagram name just to begin with. Um, but it's one of those envelope dresses that I've sewn up quite a bit with. My favorite part is that they have gone quite a bit lower with the neckline than I typically do. And I really love that look, as well as going with an incredibly dramatic, wide, bright red belt. It's, it's a really neat look. The only thing I'm really missing here is a better view of their tattoo on their ankle.
0: um another beautiful make is from it's it looks like tor h j i don't know what that's supposed to um say but um this is a beautiful dress it's color blocked it has pink plaid on one side solid pink on the other side and the sleeves are a sheer fabric with white polka dots on it's beautiful
1: and it has one of your favorite possibilities for a modification patch pockets in the shape of hearts that's (laughs) right that's right they're adorable Absolutely. Now, one of uh, one of my inspirations on Instagram is Sheila O'Kelly. I really enjoy her makes, both on Instagram and on in the uh, Curvy Sewing Collective group on Facebook. And she is wearing um, the Glebe pants from Muna, Muna and Broad, which are the first pair of pants I made after returning to sewing, as well as a stripy top from Paper Theory, and then a sleeveless sweatshirt over it. She has the best combinations of ways to wear clothing together. It is amazing to me. And uh, it's really feels like it's more your style generally, but for whatever reason, I think because she is both prolific and so careful in her sewing that I really admire and enjoy watching, particularly for the details. If you get an opportunity to flip through um, Sheila.Okelly, the Instagram uh, profile, you'll find lots of um, sewing porn pictures of the inside of her garments where you can see (laughs) the beautiful finishing. It's just amazing.
0: Well, there's another one here that should speak to you, which is from Broadbent Alley. And the reason why I say that is because she did a whole uh, six different versions of one
1: pattern for her Pia, Who Are You? which is also a cashmere pattern. I think the idea of figuring out um, one particular garment and making it three different ways is is a great way to represent yourself in this challenge for sure. Um, and it's quite lovely. And of course the cashmere patterns are so well-written um, and really adaptable for curvy figures, which is wonderful.
0: Uh, Gosling Garments also made three t-shirts and I think that that's really great. She says, who am I? T-shirt and jeans forever. That's perfect.
1: I love the additional farm mom uniform, which I feel should be a hashtag because I would follow that. Um, (laughs) um, as well, the, the fabric choices that she made for these are, are perfectly lovely. I really love the off-centered animal print with a cream, particularly that's obviously the one that's going to speak strongest to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but they are they are, in fact, quite nice. And then uh, another one that's really nice um, is So Seuss, I believe, looks to me to be a beautiful set of elastic waisted pants and a Charlie tee, which, of course, we all know is one of my favorite things ever. And I appreciate that the pose was also something they felt rarely represented, what they wanted to put out there for us as an introduction. So it's lovely.
0: Another one, Kim stitched stitched me up sorry, I'm struggling with these names. Um, She made a bug tee, and I like that length, that three-quarter length. I think I'm actually wearing that right now, so I love that. Uh,
1: I also appreciate in the picture that there's just a lot of spirit to the picture, which really gives you another idea of more information about the person behind the make, which is absolutely wonderful. I also really enjoy HSJ4206's um, entry, and it is about the citron color, which is sort of a to me, it looks like a bright combination between a yellow and a green um, on my screen. It is a, a, I normally call it just sort of an acid color. And it's one that I really enjoy. Um, and I, I love particularly looking at it, the, um, the shawl or wrap that's going over one shoulder as well, which carries through that same color. It's, it's a very lovely representation. Heck, if you keep looking at the picture long enough, you realize the eyeshadow the eye color and even the necklace all really pull together to go well with that scarf. So, or yeah. shawl, I apologize. It's lovely. And she, um, and she knit the shawl herself too. So that's just wonderful. And it's, it's such fine, detaily little work. It looks like it's a, a pretty basic stockinette sort of a pattern with a ribbed edge, but it's, it's, so beautiful and so even and i am so envious of stitching that lovely <laughs> <laughs> super chaos 6 has upcycled a tee for herself it's a milwaukee's
0: brewer brewer's t-shirt And she says it introduces herself to us because of her love of baseball and going to baseball games with her kids.
1: And that's wonderful. And who doesn't like a good upcycle? I buy t-shirts all the time in the largest size available so that I can remake them to fit me the way I want them to fit. That's a great idea. Stocks Patterns also participated. And I love the photographs that have been chosen for this. These are really lovely. She describes herself as a maker, a thinker, and an introverted extrovert, which I can totally relate to. The, the garments that she's chosen are, uh, to me, they feel a little industrial, a little arty, a little modern. And I, I really appreciate them as well. The poses are modern. And then of course, one of the pictures is actually black and white, which is um, even more artsy. I love it.
0: Hopefully there'll be a few more before the contest ends on the 31st of March. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. And we decided to draw a winner on Instagram live and we have listeners from, I think it's, what did I tell you? 27 countries or something? I'm stunned. A whole bunch of them. Yeah. And so we are going to try to do it on Saturday, daylight time. So that is for those of you who understand this. It's GMT minus four is what it will be. Um, we'll we'll post more about it coming up. But um, even if you if you're not listening, of course you'll still get your prize. Um, but I can't wait to see. Wait
1: a minute! We're giving <laughs> it to people who aren't listening. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent true. That's a good point you make. <laughs> <laughs> we assume you've been listening to the podcast yeah. but if you can't attend the live it's totally okay you'll still get your prize yeah um what time is that going to be in eastern daylight time just so that we can be sure i show up oh it's gonna
0: be oh i'm sorry did i not say that we're no. gonna do it at 10 a.m perfect
1: i'll be here it's yeah it sounds like a good idea <laughs> so if uh. you guys are in the
0: united states and you're on daylight time it'll just be eastern time okay
1: Yep. Yeah, and our plan is in future months when we're giving out prizes like this on Instagram Live, we'll vary the time a bit so that a variety of people have the opportunity to experience us live because we know that is all you have hoped and dreamed for. And Jenny um. and
0: I are going to wear something at the Instagram Live that we created, our our special creation. Jenny will wear one of hers.
1: I mean, I have suggested I will wear all of them, but we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, like Joey on Friends, she's going to wear them all and then take Ur, them off.: It's going to be one. amazing.
1: <laughs> so it's going
0: to be good. All right, Jenny. Well, what did you make and how does it introduce you to the Punk Frockers?
1: Awesome. So I made, as I think I've mentioned a couple of times, you know, previously, a series of Tali dresses from Muna and Broad. So this is a t-shirt pattern that they make that goes up at least to a 71 inch hip. And I have made that into a dress um, ranging from a mini dress to a maxi dress and everything possible in between. Um, So I tried to figure out, where the logic lived and how I was going to present myself using my make to the PF community. So here it is. First off, I'm a batch sewist. I never make one of anything. I always make a gazillion of them. Sometimes I batch cut, sometimes I don't. But it didn't make sense to me to limit myself to one garment when that isn't how I sew. So your first introduction is I'm extra. I'm definitely going to be making some, some additional ones of these. And initially I thought I'd make seven, but I've gone well beyond that. Because again, if you've, if you followed me at all, if you've listened to the podcast, you could probably already have seen that one coming. Um, I am also a hundred percent about comfort and wearability and the Tali dress pegs this one perfectly. It's made for my body. They have designed this. It is almost as if they have a Jenny-sized block that they designed this around. It is such a great fit with so little alteration for me. The only thing it needed to be perfect was to be extended longer. And I've done that myself using a ruler. So yeah, I did the comfort thing. So I'm also wild and conservative in turn. So my fabric choices and designs vary a lot. So I'm going to give you the rundown on what I know I'm going to make or what I have already completed and in some places, cases already photographed and shared. So for maxi dresses, I've made two of those so far. One of them is a blue cable knit ponte, which I think is for my lush and sumptuous side. It's like the best kind of hug. And I am hug averse. I do not care for hugs, but this just feels like being wrapped up in something that loves you. So it's a really wonderful. Um, My second maxi dress is a black glitter velvet dress. And that is for my formal side or my date night side or my party side. It's like perfect for those events. I put it on my husband's first words were, that would be amazing on a cruise we will never again take. Um, (laughs) Because the pandemic has changed our entire perspective on whether or not a floating Petri dish is a great idea for a vacation. Uh, just truth. Uh, then I made a bunch of knee length dresses, my favorite of which I wore and, uh, photographed and posted in, um, the beginning part of, of, uh, March, a a hamburger dress. So let me explain. I bought swimsuit material that was made out of cheeseburgers, not the material, but, you know, had cheeseburgers printed all over it in stripes. And I purchased this because how could you not? It was literally, it was on the shelf and I'm like, well, I'm going to need five yards of that not that a swimsuit will take five yards, but who knows what I could make out of it next. So it's been sitting in my stash for probably a year. And um, yeah, it's going to be a, it is a hamburger dress. I made it and I made it so that I could wear it to Burger King on Monday nights. One of the things I like about it, honestly, is as a fat woman wearing clothing that's covered in food images, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of baggage around fat women eating in public or fat people eating in public. There's, there's sort of um, I just today I was eating at work and someone said to me, wow, you picked the least healthy option possible. Who's a food truck that serves hamburgers, pork covered French fries and chicken. And I got the chicken. I'm not convinced it was the least healthy option, but I don't even think that's the point. I'm a fat lady eating in public. What makes you think I want your opinion on what my food, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. there's some complicated stuff. So when I throw on clothing that's covered in food, I think that that's something that's revolutionary as an act. It's, yeah. it's an act of political opposition to mm-hmm. fat phobia. Um, and this one in particular, one of the other things I did was I made a variant where I made a deep hem at my knee. And I put in 40 inches of elastic, which is about the length I use for a waist on me for elastic, typically 38 to 40 inches. And so I put that in there. And so you get not much of one, but a lightly gathered hem. Mm. And it's sort of cute. It was just a neat little feature that several people commented on while I was wearing it. So I felt like it was successful.
0: A little bit cocoon style dress though? Just
1: slightly like very, very narrowly because, because it just doesn't bring it in that much. It's, okay. it's just a little bit of a gather, um, but it was really cute. Then my next one was a rainbow animal print French terry because of how soft and colorful it was. And also it goes really well with my teak shoes. Yes, they are as comfortable as people say. <laughs> and um, and I really wanted something that would go with a number of flats for that. Um, I then made a blue and black mosaic bullet print cloth one. That's a really polished work look. It looks like what a CPA would wear. It's a royal blue with black, outlines that remind me of mosaic tiles it's really pretty i'm pointing at my boobs while i talk about this but i'm not wearing the dress so it's not helpful um but
0: what's a bull- but anyway what's a bullet cloth what's that
1: oh so bullet cloth is well it's a poly of some sort it's some sort of man-made fiber but it's got a rough pebbly texture to it okay so um often it's lumped in with the pontes and the sort of in, like not scuba because that's super liverpool exactly like that yeah So um, that one, and then I made a blue striped fine sweater knit um, with a turtleneck because it was super cute. Um, And it's like a little baby turtle. I want to make a more extreme turtle, but I made a little baby turtle on that one. And then I made a Batman one, the old fashioned, I've already talked about it on the podcast, the old fashioned 1960s -hmm. Batman. It's adorable. And I made matching underwear for that one. Um, and then I made one that's covered in uh, rainbow print to kind of highlight my queer side. So I love that as well. And then I moved on from knee length dresses. You'll note I'm above seven already um, to mini dresses. So I've got a green crushed velvet or velour mini dress wow. out of this. I mean, it's some hopping and stuff there. And then a sparkly stretch sequin. And then, and this is the most amazing thing. A sheer tulle dress with a it's, a, it's actually like if I got a tan, which I'm incapable of, they call it nude, but it's darker than I am. A tan lining to the mid thigh and then the sheer tulle going down a little bit longer than that um, in a, a, a dress. It's very nice. My husband appreciated it, so it seemed to go over well. Wow. Um, and I'm not sure I'm done. That's as far as I'm for sure going to get done. Because, like, the green and the sparkle sequins are on my table waiting to be cut. The real question is will I find something else before the technical end of the month and make anything more? <laughs> well, so,
0: I do think I... that these here have introduced you to the PF community for sure.
1: <laughs> I think I think that it tells something really important about me just genuinely mm-hmm. um, that I, I sew fast. I like to sew the same thing over and over once I have it fitting me the way I want it to. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm always up for an adventure in a fabric. I have no fear when it comes to different types of fabrics to select. So that's so it's awesome. But now I want to hear about what you did, because I know that it will be methodical and it will be thoughtful and it will be, I mean, just beautifully created. And I'm, I'm dying to hear more about it. So.
0: Well, I, it's interesting because when I first made this dress, I actually didn't like it. And (gasps) I know, I know, but this happens to me a lot. So I knew what I needed to do, which was I hung it up in my sewing room and just left it there. And then I tried it on a few times and I put it back and I hung it up and and I, I do really like it. So um
1: and I've thought of a do few you... so I have to ask a question about that. Do you think there's a metaphor in there anywhere? <laughs> Probably <laughs> people and self-acceptance and how sometimes it's a journey. I mean I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it's kind of obvious. Um,
0: <laughs> well, let me just tell you what I did with it. So okay. I used a, um, this natural linen from, uh, fabrics-store.com. It's a linen and linen store and they have a bunch of patterns too. Um, nice size range on their patterns too, by the way. And I, I like to get linen from them cause they always have sales. And so I get them for, for good prices, but I made a hinterland dress and I made it with Uh, placket the whole way down button placket the whole way down um the dress not just the bodice part because in this you can choose what to do um they have options in the in the pattern already it had 12 buttons which means there was 12 button holes
1: not if you do it right
0: (laughs) (laughs) But these, and, and I w- really wanted to put, at first I was wondering, why don't I just sew this up? Because you can put it right over your head. But um, I think I might like to wear it open over something like a duster kind of thing. It's awesome it's kind of that way. But in addition to that, I did something that I hadn't done before, which is I did some embroidery on it. But the first thing I did actually is I carved some stamps and I, um, out of this like sort of like eraser material. Um, and I stamped on this oil-based ink and then I added embroidery. And I used just white uh, pro cotton for it because, you know, it was enough with the others. Um, and I thought the white, the turquoise color and the natural color linen Went really nice together, and so there's. I did some of that on the bodice and on the skirt, and I think it came out really nice. We'll have pictures, I guess, and I'll be wearing it on April third. It and I I do like it. I think it's nice. So
1: tell me a little bit more about what I think is some color blocking I overheard in Ah, your description.
0: That's true. Um, Yeah, I guess I didn't think of it that way. I put the cuffs are turquoise linen Um, the colorway is actually called ceramic on their website but it's it's a turquoise color I put the the placket is that color the uh, cuffs are that color and the bias binding that I did around the neck is that color that went well and I had I have these wooden buttons that I think are so cool they're kind of painted though and I'm not sure what's gonna happen when they get washed have you ever bought these like Well, I mean,
1: they're buttons, so definitely not. Um, Almost all of my buttons are actually scavenged from uh, garments that have been damaged previously (laughs) that were ready to wear, and I scavenge the buttons. Even though I don't wear buttons particularly often, I have a very large jar that is primarily scavenged buttons. That yeah. came off of other garments. There are a few exceptions. I have some of my mother's cards of buttons that she had when she was a sewist. Um, but most of these came off of of garments. I've got a one of those large court ball jars filled with them.
0: When I made this, several things went wrong. No. Yes. Um, the, f- <laughs> the first thing was, I I tried gathering the waist. And I did it the way with two rows of loose stitches and I did it two times and it just didn't come out right. It came out awful. And because I sewed it on my machine and not, I didn't serge it, it was easy to to take it out. But then I had to take out those other. Anyways, it was a disaster. So I decided to do pleats. And the first thing I did was I just kind of made small pleats around it. And so the first mistake was that all of the pleats in the front went towards the left. So the pleats <laughs> on the left went towards the left and the pleats on the right went towards the left. So that's not ideal. So I was like, okay. So I undid that and then I decided to do box pleats and you had given me the advice to do them closer to the center and not to Mm -hmm. the not to the waist side right a little bit more towards the center so I said okay cool so I'm doing it I haven't removed all the stitching around it I'm just like getting in there and trying to oh actually that had been surged so I had to unpick surged stitches on linen on linen (laughs) which means I had to look up on a YouTube video how to do it so that I don't have to tear the whole thing out it was Mm -hmm. still very difficult anyways I put the, these pleats in and they're by the, they're by the wayside. They're like by the sides. They're not by the center. Like you told <laughs> me to do
1: that. So you did the opposite. I did the opposite. <laughs> I mean, that's a look. You could have gone with it. And I'm going to argue that the ones that went all to the left, all you needed, and I think you had the skills for this, is a lino block that was painted like a triangle. And you just put the triangle on them, showing that they're going to the left (laughs) in the turquoise ink. And then it looks intentional. No.
0: No, so then, <laughs> so then I ended up doing it right. And I got that, I got it fixed in there. And it's still, you know, it's imperfect and that's okay. Um, there's something that, that I can notice very easily, but I don't think others can, is that the bodice doesn't quite line up at the waist, like the the stitched line there. But I could just put a belt on and no one would ever know. Giant turquoise flower.
1: <laughs> I'm talking eight inches. You want a big one. no. No, I don't think so. Anyway, I'm out of ideas.
0: <laughs> it, it came out nice, and the, I think what it what it says about me is number one. I like linen fabrics, obviously. Um, I do like colors. That is my that that kind of blue is my favorite color. I love I love like a an ocean blue, and I like to do finicky things, and I like to um, <laughs> spend some time adding a creative touch. And I, you know, when I did the embroidery i sat on the couch and just just kind of had my evening embroidering while watch tv and it just felt nice i like doing that but the other thing i did was i made another gilbert top and i made this in a color that i love which is a blue color i'm wearing it right now and i i will definitely put a picture in i've already put it on instagram but i will put a picture in when we announce this show I'll put it in there so people can see
1: so the so the Gilbert top has a notched collar
0: yes it has a camp collar. you're
1: so fancy you said camp collar and I didn't ask what it was because I I didn't want to be embarrassed by not knowing oh but a camp
0: collar is just like a regular collar but doesn't have a stand I didn't
1: know <laughs> so I was just like I don't know maybe it's like the Nehru jacket collar I don't know what she's so so I'm very excited that was way more learning than we'd expected for this episode so we'll we'll stop now but but it's so cute and it looks so fancy with a notched collar
0: I love it it. I I love it I really love it and I make the sleeves about three-quarter length and they're a little bit they're a little, they little bit flare out. So they're a little yeah. bellish, um, but not enough to get cut stuck in your soup or anything. Um, but I did a whole <laughs> bunch of tiny embroidery on it. Um, yeah. All of this is like little, little running stitches. And, stitches and, and yeah, that's lovely. At the shoulder and at the hem also. And
1: we will put a picture with our announcement of this show. So one of the things that intimidates me about embellishing, like what you're describing is that what you've done is not even you didn't do both shoulders both sides above the boob both sides at the hem how and this is such a basic question but how do you decide how you're going to asymmetrically embellish a garment is it a dartboard is it just you have instinctively the knowledge that as you're doing it you're like yeah that's that's exactly right whereas for me, I'm thinking, well, if it's not even, if it's not this, if it's not that, it it can't possibly be right. And I it looks so good the way you've done it, but I would never think to do it that way. So I've
0: done quite a bit of art embroidery. Um right. kind of set things up and I I do it by based on where I think it'll look good. I do it and then sometimes it doesn't. And I do running stitches, so I just pull them out. I mean, it's super easy. I just do it until it looks hmm looks good I just think it's do anything symmetrical it won't you you (laughs) see the waistline on my
1: um, (laughs) on my dress it's not even yeah it feels like a a piece of flair that I think in my head you have to have some sort of innate talent to do and if you don't have it and I don't feel like I do I feel like if I do it it's going to look like like I was trying to do something arty and, and totally failed, but let's pat her on the head anyway (laughs) for trying. And so I'm worried that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get that A for effort instead of um, actual result. Yours, yours looks really nice. I like it. Thank you. I like it. Now I have a suggestion. We've talked about a pattern that I recommended to you today. Yes. The style art, Patricia Rose, which I think is a dress weirdly that we would both like yeah and that's i don't know that there's a lot of dresses like that <laughs> truthfully i know, I know. But, it, but it's one that i think would look really good in one of the kaufman brussels washer linens yeah yeah i think it would too and so i think that we ought to figure out how to do that but here's the kicker maybe maybe i could embellish it yeah maybe i could try being asymmetrical And then, and then I could ask questions and not feel intimidated about placement. That sounds like a good idea. Okay. So we got to think about that for future episodes, but I want to throw it out there because I'm sure others have made that dress. It's actually one of their popular dresses. And I would love it if you tagged us in your makes for Patricia Rose, just so we could see what might be next for us. Cause I think that would be a really neat thing to do. Yeah. I think that's a,
0: that's a great idea. And if any listeners want to join in with us, that would be fun to see the different versions.
1: Absolutely. I think that would be super fun. But anyway, so I've gone off script. (laughs) Okay. But, you know, it it seemed to fit in with what we were talking about. It did.
0: (laughs) So next week, we start a new month. And that means we will have a new theme and so in this week's show notes, if you click in the, if I know about iTunes, I'm not sure about the others, um, but you can see a brief show notes under the podcast and in there is a link to our to our website. And when you link to that website, it takes you to the, the show notes at, I'm going to put it at the top of the show notes. So you don't have to scroll through if you're not interested in all the show notes, but there's some good stuff in there. But anyway, <laughs> there'll be a clue at the top what our next month's theme is. Now,
1: this one's tough. I, I think that the clue doesn't lead you there immediately. Um, last month's clue, probably not too hard to figure out. This month's, if anyone gets it, it'll, it'll be surprising. Yeah, it's, uh, it's
0: I, I will be interested to see if anybody gets it. Probably we, we may face some criticism because we gave such a bad clue, but I defy anyone to think of a better one.
1: <laughs> we're we're yeah. completely open to it. Yeah, we're okay with the criticism in this case. We feel like we did a bang-up job, and we're going to offer an amazing prize if someone does get it. Yes. Do and, we want to do a drawing for that prize if no one gets it? So if oh, you've guessed, if you've, but yeah. you didn't get it, and no one else gets it, then we'll do a drawing for the prize. That way the prize goes out either way. That sounds good. That sounds okay. good. I would
0: love to see what people guess because that was another interesting thing on, on the guesses we had last time. We got some ideas for things that we will do in the future. So guess. <laughs> if, you, if you have no idea and you have, an, you have something that you would like us to
1: do, you could put it in there and maybe we'll choose it for a future theme. That'd be awesome. I love it. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up this week's uh this week's topic we hope you guys had as much fun as we did um preparing a pf who are you uh make for this episode um it's definitely been exciting and we love watching what you guys are doing and we'll continue commenting on those throughout the month as as they continue to roll in so thank you thank you thank you
0: and thank you all for suggestions that you've given us in Uh, comments you've left on our posts and in direct messages to us, we're just learning. And so we really appreciate it and we're not offended at all. I know that the editing isn't always great and I am the editor. So I take full responsibility for that, but
1: I'll get better. I will. I promise. And I don't make it easy on her. As you've (laughs) certainly noticed through listening to the podcast. So, so we're learning and we appreciate both your patience and as Beverly says, your suggestions. It's been amazing. So thank you very much. I feel like we forgot something. Hold on shouldn't we ask them to review us okay put that (laughs) in i just suddenly thought oh my gosh you guys you love us you know you love us so you need to go out there to your pod serving services and rate and review us um five stars only of course if you have complaints absolutely put them into the dms heck you can even put them into the review but stick five stars on that review either way and uh, as we start to see reviews show up that we're able to read we will share them here and on our um instagram feed so yeah thank
0: you so much
1: that's good enough (laughs) see See you you next
0: tuesday Tuesday. the punk frockers podcast is created performed and edited by beverly baptiste and jenny hassler Our artwork and music is designed, written, and performed by Jim Duran.